All right, and we are back with the Vanity Ultra podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest for you, ladies and gentlemen. Today. Very, very special guest. Very, very special guest. Um, you know, I've been, me both, myself and Elijah, have been going to his restaurant. Um, his restaurants. Restaurants, yeah. I should say. Yeah. Yes, restaurants. Um, always loved the environment whenever I went in. Loved the food. Just loved the overall just ambiance. Um, and yeah, it's just it's gonna be a true pleasure to have him on because this is our first ever chef we've had on the podcast. So, you know, me and Profe- first ever professional chef. We yes, yeah. for sure. No, most definitely for sure. And I know Eli. I know he's definitely excited for this very, one very because excited. he's been chefing it up at the house himself. So, without further ado, let me have my guest introduce himself. Hey y'all, uh, Ian Hawk. I own uh, Codex and Little Za, which is inside the Vale Brewing Company. Um, definitely honored to be with you guys. Appreciate you guys asking me on. Uh, let's have some fun. That's perfect, I was going to say, Chef came through fitted today. You came fitted. Good, <laughs> new, good New Balance, the good Polo Ooh, Oxford. Man. I see you. We see you. We see you. Yes, sir. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to be like y'all, you know. All right, we So, um, yeah, how you doing today? Good man, can't complain. A little chilly, but little chilly. other yeah. than that, you know, getting ready to rock. Getting the day started. All perfect, right. perfect. Yeah, yeah. And you know, for our podcast, we like to start off with the like the soft questions, right? So please tell us where you're from. Uh, originally from Rochester, New York, um, Western New York, up like an hour west of Buffalo. Okay. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah, I grew up there till I was nineteen, twenty, and then ended up moving down this way. Nice. So and wow. So. Being in New York, did you you have like a your grandma that cooked a lot and you know we were it was just my immediate family yeah. most of my uh, extended family they either lived like my dad's family was from Nebraska and Detroit so they were all out in the Midwest mm-hmm. and then my mom my mom's family was all in the Northeast Kingdom and Vermont and nice. um, Connecticut and all that way so my some... mom was my mom was a crazy cook she mm-hmm. was uh, it was one of those things like growing up I didn't really realize it yeah. until you kind of get removed and look back and you're like damn. She was doing like you know cheese yeah. soufflés and roast oh, chicken wow. all the time, and wow. she had a little regiment she went through. It's funny so. you say that because I think the first time like I had a meal where I was like, "This is a lot more than just like sustenance." Was at uh, a cousin's house in um, in DC on Easter. She made a roast chicken and a souffle. And I just remember because she couldn't get the souffle to stand up. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. So, and I just, I just remember that. But I remember it being, it being really, really good. Um, but yeah, so being from like up in New York, like, um, how did you get down here? Um, so it just kind of, my sister had moved down here with a dude that was in the Navy. Um, I was kind of a knucklehead up there. I wasn't really doing anything. So yeah. I was like, let me come down and hang out for what was supposed to be three months, and it's been, God, I think twenty years now. Wow. Um, okay. And I, like. I moved around a little bit in the time. Like, I went down to Georgia for about two years and then, like, bounced around a couple other places. But, uh, yeah, just ended up down here. Really uh, it took me a while to get my feel and my footing here. Yeah. Um, but then once I have, man, I've just kind of rolled with it. It's been a great city getting to meet, you know, a lot of different people. And, yeah. like, the creative community here, albeit, you know, fairly small, mm-hmm. is, right. is fun, man. And I think it's it's fun getting to connect with everybody like y'all. Yeah, um, yeah of course. And everybody else that's involved in it, man. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's really something special in this area because it is so transient the ones that actually stick yeah do yeah. stuff right we're all close man we all know each other yeah. and like yeah. support so i that's, think that's a big thing that's one thing i do like about here it's everyone mm-hmm. kind of knows each other and everyone's yeah. always willing to help each other which is which is sick yeah, yeah and i think one of the things we've definitely implemented like on past episodes how when it comes to virginia especially just this area in general like you're just brewing creativity, you know? Yeah. And I feel like it's just ever-evolving, you know, just from when we were early young to, like, now, you know, the creative community is so vast and, like, so huge. But, like, so I 
do have a question for you. So, like, growing up, do you remember, like, your first, like, thing you tried to prepare or cook <laughs> yourself? Like, I wish I could say that I did, but it was, like, I really didn't get into cooking until I got older. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. So... I first got a job as like a dishwasher at like 16. It was just, you know, something to do Mm -hmm. and just make a little extra cash here and there. And then just really started like kind of watching the chefs and the cooks and they were, you know, they were the dudes. That was, that was the ones that ran the the kitchen. So I was like, damn, I want to be that one day. Um, And there again, that didn't really click why I was like, you know, kind of admiring them. I just saw that like kind of, stature they had mm-hmm. and like everybody gave them a little bit of respect and it was like yeah. all right that's cool and like everything they were making was really good um but that like later on in life i was like okay that was the moment that i was like all right let's do this mm-hmm. um wow. but then i lived with a bunch of friends like right after high school and we always used to cook at the house and so that was kind of when we really started getting into it yeah so you didn't you didn't go to like cia or anything you uh, just i went to johnson wales after okay oh yeah you know oh, I got a good friend that went to Johnson okay. Wells. Yeah, that's really cool. That's in North Carolina. Right? Well, there was a campus here uh, um, mm. where I think it's now CIV. Okay. Um, so there was like a smaller satellite campus here. And then they moved. Um, they opened one in Charlotte. And right. uh, so they closed down this one. And there was another one that was in, um, I want to say, say Savannah maybe. Mm. Um, but they closed two of them and right. kind of just consolidated them right. into Charlotte because it's a much bigger campus. Wow. And, yeah. and so what was that, what was that like? Because... I mean, they teach you how to, like, chop, and they teach you yeah, how to prep. So it's, and... it, you know, it's all the fundamentals. Right. Um, mm. It's not, and that's, like, a big misconception I think a lot of people have that go to culinary school. Mm. They're like, as soon as I get out of this, I'm a chef. Right. Nah, fam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a lot. There's, you gotta, there's levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. You got you to gotta definitely, um, you know, work your way up. But it, it's good, and it's just like anything, man. It's what you put into it, it's what you're right. going to get out mm-hmm. of it. Um, and I definitely learned a lot there. I won't say, you know, most of what I learned has been on the job the and field, doing some yeah. stages in different restaurants and things like that. Um, but it opens the door for you. It kind of mm. gives you when you hand your resume in and trying to get into a spot and they're like, okay, you took this seriously. Yeah. You know, you spent, I think mine was like two, two and a half years with externship and everything. Um, you put that time into it. Right. So like, I'm at least going to give you the respect of like either just give you an interview or you can come in and stage with us right. and like, Try to prove yourself. So uh, staging is like shadowing for the Yeah, day. exactly. Working for free. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So and it, it's a fun way, and it's like the community around, um, actually around the country, around the world, like you can hit people up and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hey, I'm going to be in town for a week or two. Can I come work with you all for a couple of nights or whatnot? And it's most of the time people are pretty open to it. Wow. Um, but it's fun. It's just a way to kind of see some other things. And for me, it was just like, you know, a kitchen is a kitchen. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter where you go, we all speak that kind of same language. Right, right. Um, which is really fun. Yeah. So. Wow. And do you, in terms of, like, culinary school, in terms of, like, now, because obviously back then I'm sure, like, social media and, like, mm-hmm. all, you know, TikTok and everything wasn't this, like, huge thing that it is today. Yeah, do you yeah, feel yeah. as if now, like, for people who wanting to get into the culinary arts, do you have to go that path of culinary school, or? No, and I don't think anybody really had to, you know? Mm. Um, if I'm being brutally honest, man, I wouldn't, if I had to do it again, I wouldn't do it again. You wouldn't do it. Um, yeah. mm. It was a huge, you know, chunk of money. Yeah. Um, a lot of time, and like I said, I learned so much more um, just kind of working and doing it. Wow. Um, and that's not to knock them. I think that they're, they're great. Um, for people to get in there and really get an experience. But if you spent any time in the kitchen and know this is kind of what you're going to do, there's so many other ways that you can do it and, you know, not end up with this huge bill at the end of it. Um, But, yeah, no, I I think that, like, culinary schools and whatnot have changed a lot. I mean, they Mm -hmm. have changed a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, 
when I first went, you had to have at least, I think, six months of experience in the field oh, wow. before you would go. Yeah. Right. Um, and now it's just open. It's just become like a moneymaker. Yeah. Um, wow. Oh, you want to be a chef? Come on, let's go. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're selling a dream, and with everything becoming like uh, celebrity mm-hmm. chefs yeah. and all that, everybody's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. It's easy. Mm-hmm. I'll be up there. I'll be the next, you know, yeah. Emerald, whatever it is. Yeah. All those guys, Gordon Ramsay, and it's like, yeah. those guys put in their work, man. Yeah. Like Gordon, like Gordon Ramsay is, he's the he's all fun and games on yeah, TV. Yeah, he's yeah. the real deal. Yeah, right? oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. the <laughs> real deal. Yeah. yeah, he's no, all those guys are. Even yeah. like you get your. Uh, Rachel Ray, she's not playing games. Yep. And what's his name? <laughs> Flavortown. Uh, oh, Guy oh, Fieri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that dude owned like 15 restaurants before he got into right. doing all this. So they're oh, all wow. like, they know their shit. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, and it's just their way to make some extra money. So I can't knock them. It's like, oh, they sold out. They didn't sell out, man. Right. Damn. That's what we're trying to do, right? Make something <laughs> yeah, to right. like of course. get our yeah. legacy to live on and of course. You know, provide for those that we love. So getting into your businesses, um, yes. I'm assuming, uh, not assuming, but you started off having the kitchen at the Ville. Right? No. No. So okay. the first um, solo venture that I did, I ended up, I was a pop-up inside a pendulum. Um, okay. And yeah, that's the butcher a, shop. That's yep. another question because I live walking distance and I frequent that place. The yeah, place yeah, is yeah. sick. And I've yeah. noticed you guys have your logo on the side of it. So that's one of my questions. My friends would always ask, um, so do they also do the kitchen there? So that's, so you had the did. pop-up. We did right. for about, uh, from 2018 to middle 21, I think. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Um, and uh, so previous to us, Alkaline, they uh, started off a pop up in there, and mm. I'm really good friends with Kevin and Dylan and Dana that own uh, Pendulum. Mm-hmm. Okay. And nice. they, uh, you know, they're great people. They've given myself, Kevin, and and a lot of other uh, chefs in the area like room to do this pop up and kind of grow your business, do some proof of concept. Yeah. And uh, it took off, so it was just one of those moves and. After pandemic, man, we were beat. Yeah, oh, we were wow. done. So I thought about just being done with that and focusing mm-hmm. on the veil. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what is now Little Za, but it was Codex at one time. Um, and then I got an offer to come downtown to the space that I've loved since it was yeah. you know field guide right. and has that like great city feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I couldn't turn it down, man. Yeah, yeah of course. Because for me, like when I first went to Codex, and of course we're gonna get deeper into mm-hmm. it in, later in the interview, but. The first feeling that I got when I walked in, I was like, wow, it gives you that more like street style type of feel. Was like, the first time you went, is that the first time we went together? Uh, I, No, no, I actually went for my, wait, no. Yeah, it actually was. We, we got the, yeah. Yes, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was my first time going in. My, automatically when I went in, first went in, I was like, wow, I love like the street style feel. I love mm-hmm. the music that's playing. Because I love that just aspect of just like the very just like street style. Like you have the brick walls, mm-hmm. you have the, the music playing, like the really good music playing. And then obviously <laughs> like, the presentation of the the food you're preparing is so so well put together. Like, but even on top of that, the your staff, yeah, yes, they're awesome, great. man, they're awesome. great. You Shout know. out to Izzy, man. That's oh good. yeah, 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 that's yeah, a, yeah, that's yeah. A home. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're good people, and that's you know that's one of the things is it's um and it's no knock on anybody that's there, but I'm not always gonna take the person who knows the most mm-hmm. yeah. or is like the most cocky in the restaurant. Like, I want people to get along well, right? And we get numerous like when people leave us comments and whatever. Like, it looks like your staff's really friends and they're having a good time. Yeah, and that's what it is, man. Because we want to create an experience. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. I mean, you can go anywhere and eat. It's yeah. like what's going to draw you to this spot more so than somewhere else. And, like, if I'm not happy, you know, the people that I work with aren't happy, y'all aren't going to be happy. Right. You know, the food's exactly. not going to be good. The experience isn't going to be good. So Yeah, because yeah, I feel like for me, like, as i gotten older, that's the definitely things I've paid attention to when I go to similar spots, like just the overall experience. Because, yeah. like, obviously you can go somewhere and get food, right? Yep. 
but just having that experience when you're sitting down, you know, you feel comfortable. You you almost feeling like at home. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Around like people like that. So it's just one of those experiences I definitely was able to get off when I went into Codex. Yeah, I um, appreciate that, and that's you know, it's good to see that that kind of translates because that's yeah, what we're trying yeah. to do, man. I want it to be a spot that's like open for everybody it doesn't matter i don't you know what i'm saying that's the biggest thing and it's like not too fussy either exactly you can it's, go in there you can just get some oysters yep. you don't gotta dress up or you can dress up exactly and yeah. come and do date night and all that yeah. yeah or it's not like the bear where you can hear like arguments in the kitchen <laughs> like hey yo <laughs> yes so, chef <laughs> so we touched on a little bit but like you know i think that shows like the bear have kind of glamorized being a chef and mm. i think that it I don't think it's a glamorous job at all because I know that like when I'm in my kitchen and I'm at home, I have a gas stove, which I'm very proud of. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> it get, dude, I'm hot. Like it's hot in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I can't even imagine what you guys are going through with like ovens. So, and I, w- I would argue with you that I don't think the bear necessarily glamorized it. I think mm. that is one of the closest. Mm. Like, of course, I've got my kind of qualms with the show or whatnot, but yeah. they, like the show that showed kind of more the real life of just like the anxiety. Like that was kind of the first show that I watched that I was like, "He's got him." I'm really feeling like anxious yeah. and like everything, and it really made it feel how service is at some places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, but it is. It's not a glamorous job. I think you know that's what everybody thinks. It's like oh, I'm gonna be a chef. It's cool, man. I'm gonna go just hang out and do all this stuff. Yeah. Like, if y'all knew how much I worked, yeah, like, yeah it doesn't, like, you know, yeah. It, it doesn't stop. Yeah, I can only imagine like when the nights when y'all like super busy or like full house. I can imagine it's like like restaurant week. I bet that was hell. Yeah, Man. I mean, in was, a good way. In oh, a good yeah, way. But, yeah, but I'm really lucky with the um, the group of people that I have in the kitchen right now. Like we're all professionals. Um, everybody's been doing it for a while, wow. and because of the size of the restaurant as well, like mm-hmm. it can only get so busy. Right. Um, so it's like kind of when you get to that point that you're like, mm-hmm. oh shit! It's like cool. Every seat sat. Let's get through this. Yeah. And then, and then we'll go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to say, like we're we're pretty lucky. We're a pretty mellow, calm, cool, collected mm-hmm. kitchen. But I have worked in places where it's just mayhem. Yeah, it's yeah. out of control. Yeah. Wow. And I love the aspect too. Um, and I've noticed it since you guys been open. How so? Like. You get the community involved yep. too, as well, right? And for example, I know you're doing uh, your first like brunch yep. for tomorrow, and look forward to that because I'm definitely pulling up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and like, I just love that aspect because you know you have a lot of spots where they don't try to get the community involved, and that's the one thing I love about it—the fact that you can bring people in and have people be a part of your restaurant. But like, it's more so just a community aspect of it. You yeah, know? I mean that—that's what makes that—that's what I think makes an area great, right? Yeah. Is you get the community come together, build these hubs, kind of mm-hmm. like just have fun with it like yeah. i think too many people take themselves too seriously yeah right um in any business venture in whatever it is it's like yeah. man, relax yeah. exactly like at the end of the day like i want to feel good about what i'm doing i want to have a good time doing it and i want everybody else to have a good time because we're all in hospitality at least you know i am and um that's what it is it's making people feel good exactly you know? um of course, there's days where that doesn't always happen but mm-hmm. you know just kind of brush those off and, and keep going and as long as i'm happy you know, at the end of the day or end of the week, whatever. That's all that matters, man. You know? So I've always been curious about how you do it because, you know, you've got Lil Za, and that is, a, am sure, a huge undertaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you also have, you know, your real standalone, not that your real restaurant, but you're also your standalone restaurant. How do you, like, stay level? How do you split your time? <laughs> how do you tell me, because you, Yeah, I know. Because you, <laughs> yeah, not only do you have to do, like, you know, the actual food aspect of it is like there's a whole business side of things that you have to worry about too. So like, how do you how do you split those two things? I've been really lucky with the people that I've kind of surrounded myself with in that. Yeah. Like my wife is a huge, mm. huge help. 
Um, you know, she runs a lot of the back of the house stuff for nice. um, for Codex, the back end stuff. Okay. Um, she'll do you know a lot of that the scheduling, and she'll do most of the bookkeeping and stuff for mm-hmm. us. Um, which takes a lot of that off my plate, which is really cool, man. Um, and then also just the people I have working for me in the kitchens are in front of the house mm-hmm. are like I said, you know, they're all professionals and they're all in it for the same reason. You know, everybody's in there to make a paycheck and go home and right. get down to the bottom of it. Right. Um, but I couldn't do it without those people. And then little Za, um, you know, my partners in that, I got Eric, uh, Wiggins and Larry Incognito from Commonwealth. Um, nice. right. so there's some mm-hmm. of our, you know, partners in that one. And then the guys at the Vale, um, and then James who, uh, he's running the kitchen for me. Um, wow. and he's worked at a bunch of, you know, pizza spots around the mm-hmm. area and everything. So, so he's the real deal. He's got, he's got that pizza flip on. Yeah, right? man. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, and that's that. the thing. Like I can't do it. I can't take credit for all of this. You know, right. I came up with the idea mm-hmm. ideas and got the people going and, you know, ultimately it all falls on my shoulders, but I'm not here to tell you I'm doing it all. Cause I'm right. Not, you know? Yeah. yeah. So how many days are you in the kitchen? Um, I bounce, I would say. On a normal week, I'm usually in the kitchen four to five days. Mm, um, wow. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not, you know, I've gotten to the point now where I'm not prepping all the stuff, everything. I right. usually pop in for service and, mm-hmm. like, do some recipe testing during the weeks and whatnot and get the next things going on. Um, yeah. And then kind of pass that off to, you know, my sous chefs and those mm-hmm. guys that are doing it and girls um, that are doing it. And wow. so that that's, you know, that's a cool thing. I try to take... Um, I try to take Sunday Mondays. Like that's we're closed at both places on Mondays. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sundays at the Vale is a little quieter for Little Za. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to take those two days. One of them I'll just you know do whatever, chill out, yeah, and the yeah. next one is like kind of some paperwork, you know, back of the house stuff, right. um, ordering all that. But mm-hmm. just try to keep a little bit of sanity and have somewhat of a weekend. Wow. Right. Yeah. So on those off days, like, what do you like to do? Like to kind of just like do you get uh, away and from... do you cook on those off days? Or are you just like hell no? <laughs> <laughs> uh, every once in a while, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But uh, for the most part man like i ride my bike a lot um, nice. yeah I, I, you do a lot of um i could I, what am i saying you like um i could tell you're a big bike person you yeah bike yeah, a yeah. Lot. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You like a lot of uh like i know bales did like a lot of pop-ups yep for, we like, have the bike the, shop. um mm-hmm. like good friends with the guys that do a uh, local bike shop over on collie mm-hmm. um okay. some really cool dudes over there and uh they do a, a ride every wednesday and sunday and every wednesday it comes over to vale um, finishes there for our burger night that we do yeah. over there. Nice. Um, and then we just recently, last weekend, did a bike swap with them mm-hmm. and got, you know, a couple of the shops and, like, Bike Norfolk and ERT out there, wow. um, which was fun, man. It brought the community together and everybody got to come in. Like, if you have extra parts or a bike you're trying to sell or trade or whatever, it was just, a, it was a fun afternoon. Wow. Um, I was big into biking, um, I think, last summer, but I got, like, a piece of shit bike that's, like, he- it's like it's a fixed gear, but it's heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. gears are shitty. Um, so yeah, I gotta get in that bike. But bikes are so expensive, man. They are, man. It's ridiculous. It's expensive. I, yeah. I, 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 I can't, can't even do tell it. you the last time I've been on a bike. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> fun. You know, the thing I like about it is I don't like running. I've never been good mm-hmm. at it. Okay. Um, like he'll run like ten miles wish, in the morning. Yeah. I wish, but it's like the same thing on the bike. Like when I, I go in like waves of it. Like yeah. in the summers, I'll usually go pretty hard and I'll do like 20, 25 miles every morning and then do like a longer ride Oof. on a day off. Yeah. Um, but it's just kind of that, like, get your head together, same yeah, thing, like kind of zone out, put yeah, a podcast on. Yeah. Exactly. You know, you know? It's, you know and it's funny when I need to do that. I'm in the kitchen when I need to do yeah. that, which is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> You're out I in mean, the kitchen. I got that, too, though. Yeah. But at the same point, you know, there is there is those days in the kitchen where I'll go in by myself and yeah. just mess around with some stuff and mm-hmm. kind of get that zen. And you don't have anybody asking you for stuff. You don't have this going on. Right. Yeah. And just really focus and kind of dial in. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, and I'm... 
And that was definitely a question I definitely wanted to ask. When it comes to your menu, how do you come into the process of doing the like curation of your menu? Like, what falls on that? Um, so a lot of it is, you know, I I kind of got to this point. Um, like I said, like not taking yourself too seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. and just putting out good, honest food, man. Like nothing that we're doing. I don't, you know, personally, and I, obviously I'm, you know, been doing it for a long time. None of it's really that difficult. It's yeah. just thoughtful. And, taste, and yeah. yeah, the actual, like, technical aspects of it are done well and right. right. Um, I'm not a big fan of throwing a bunch of, like, just garbage ingredients on a plate and, right. like, all this other stuff just to make it look cool. Like, mm. you know, sometimes food isn't pretty. Right. You know, I do the best that we can to add some colors to it and all that stuff. But right. ultimately, it's a taste. Yeah. Um, and, like, curation of the menu, man, it's stuff that I just like to eat. To yeah. be honest with you, um, most of the time, and like, there's little bits and pieces from places I've either traveled or worked that yeah. like have inspired some of the mm-hmm. dishes, um, and those will stay on there just because like it's kind of an homage to yeah. you know. I tell you what, those are Brussels sprouts. Oh yeah, that's oh. crazy, right? That, <laughs> I was just gonna say, oh. that nuachum, mm-hmm. ooh man, like the fr- like. I've had Brussels sprouts before. <laughs> just want to like suck But on not like that. Like, like I took the first bite and I literally looked at Elijah. I was yeah. like, But bro. there's also just like so much like the the um the oysters that you guys do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the uh the fettuccine with the with the poached egg, which is crazy. Um Yeah, so like when you my bad, that's my phone, guys. Um <laughs> when you're like testing stuff, what do you go on based on like what's in season mm. first? Yeah, there's a lot of seasonality to it. Um and then certain things like the Brussels, like, mm-hmm. at first I was really regimented in, like, I'm not serving those out of season. I'm not serving, mm-hmm. you know, like the cauliflower is another one. Yeah. I'm not yeah, yeah. But then as you go and, like, own a business and have your bills to pay, you have this, and the people are coming in, and they're like, why'd you take the cauliflower off? Yeah. Why'd you take the Brussels sprouts off? Mm-hmm. And they're like, ah, that's the only reason I came. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what? It's in season somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I try to, in the summer and everything, I use a lot of the local farms down in Pungo. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wow. And those... Because, I mean, that it's just better product. Yeah. Like, mm. we've had, um, I can't remember exactly. It was like butternut squash earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Um, or actually, sweet potatoes it was that we had running. And I was getting them from Cromwell Farms and Pungo. And I couldn't make it out there one day. So we ordered some from, like, a local purveyor. And it just was it's the same. not the same thing. Yeah. It goes from, like, this beautiful deep orange mm-hmm. to the ones you wow. get from the store are just, like, this, like, pale, yeah. dry kind of orange. Yeah, Don't yeah. have that same flavor. Yeah. And who knows where they came from. You know, yeah. I'm, wow. I'm definitely a big proponent in in knowing where your food's coming from, you know, mm-hmm. it's not always possible just the amount that we serve, but mm-hmm. I do my best to, you know, yeah. to try to make sure yeah, that's yeah. the case. That's one thing about, especially like, I don't want to air my friends out, but it's like, they try to tell me that like, this tomato tastes the same as a tomato, like the supermarket tomato tastes the same as like the farmer's market tomato. And I'm like, bro, nah. no, nah. it doesn't. Nah. <laughs> what? No, it doesn't, dude. <laughs> Like, and it's like the same thing with like um like a like a banana, an organic banana mm. just tastes better than a regular banana. But they'll try to no, dude, no, yeah, it tastes yeah. the same. No, 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 it doesn't. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't at all. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, well, what I was gonna say, like doing that, the seasonality, and then um, a lot of it is just like things that happen that will make it home or whatever. For instance, the the fettuccine. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was like this pseudo vegetarian. Like he would never eat whole and like he'd eat a burger every now and again, like a hot dog. Things that were unrecognizable yeah, yeah, um, yeah. as the actual animal because right. he just he grew up in like partially in Nebraska and there was like slaughterhouses and all that shit wow. around him. Right. So he was like, nah. Yeah. Um, I don't blame him. Yeah. So he came down for Thanksgiving one year and like I was like, oh, let's just do some pasta and whatever and threw mm-hmm. that together. 
Um, and then unknowingly so, that was actually the last meal that I made for my pops. Because mm. um, wow. he passed away, you know, like a year later, I think a year and a half later. Um, so lost. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's tough, man. It was right. it was definitely one of the things, but it was uh, trying to find the silver linings in it. Right. Um, and so that's kind of, that dish will always be on there. Yeah. That's just kind of like, Ode to Pops as well as the yeah, name of the of restaurant and everything and else. So. I don't like fettuccine at all. But that <laughs> shit blew my mind. It was yeah. very because you had you got the chives on there with the radish. It's it's not like a um, traditional like at all. No, it's more <laughs> of a take on like it's like a almost like a vegetarian carbonara. Right. Uh, yeah. 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 Wow. And so like, and I know we touched on it briefly, but what made you get and want to start uh, Loza? Um. So that was actually we had. I had codex going on in uh, inside the veil, mm-hmm. um, but I'm very very upset. That pork belly bond me. Where can I? I need it. Oh yeah, I yeah, need yeah. it. Where <laughs> can I get it? Appearance here and there. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've been talking about maybe bringing back a couple of little things, mm-hmm. um, doing like just a, a pop up on that, mm-hmm. or like the Big Macs coming back a little bit, or the something Cubano, like that. Um, Come on, bring it back for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe just do like a feature sandwich for a week <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep your eyes open. It All might right. happen. All right. Um, so we were doing that, and then pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, at the time, I wasn't doing Codex. Vale was not really doing anything. I mean, you know, we closed down, I think, for three or four months during that. Um, and then myself, like everybody else, like I started thinking about bread. I think it was just putting our minds again. I hadn't right. made bread in years, and I was like, man, let's do it. Like, mm-hmm. start doing some sourdough. And then I found these, uh, the Gosney ovens that we were using, mm-hmm. um, the rock boxes, which mm-hmm. are like these... Uh, propane fired pizza ovens mm-hmm. wow. and they're they're solid man they're really cool yeah. um and i started just making pizzas at the house and then uh i was chopping it up with larry and eric one day and they were like yo that'd be dope like let's let's yeah. think about doing a pop-up or something yeah so we did that we got uh omar came up with the design for us and we started popping up at toast mm-hmm. and the first one we did man it was crazy mm-hmm. uh, i think we sold like 150 pizzas in like an hour and a half Sheesh. yeah i remember i can't remember if it was that specific one, but I remember going to one of your pop-ups and yeah. ordering and then being like, sorry, bro, we ran out of dough. Yeah. And I, mean, I remember that. Like, or you'd order and it was like an hour and a half because I only had these two, two little, little ovens. ovens. Yeah. And yeah. we're trying to keep them hot. And every time we did it, it was either 120 degrees outside or it was like today. Right. You know what I'm wow. saying? Like we could never get like a nice weather day to yeah, do this. Yeah. But, you know, we were able to do it and we just saw the response to it. And there's something like pizza is... I like anything that you can work with your hands. Like, mm-hmm. that's why I love pasta, yeah. dough. It kind of, like, it allows me to focus on that. Right. And, like, I can't pick up my phone. I can't do this. Right. I can't do that. It's, like, very cathartic. Um, and so we just started doing it. And, like I said, we came out of the pandemic. Codex at the Veil was it was doing all right. But it needed a little refresh. It needed something. Mm-hmm. And um, I was talking with uh, Matt Tarpey, the owner, founder of the Veil. Okay. Um, and he's a head brewer as well. Amazing dude. Yeah. Wow. Um, love yeah. the beer is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Beer is crazy, but just all around person. Like this guy, he's he's great, man. Um, and we were just talking about it. And he was like, I think that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, so we, you know, did a small renovation in the kitchen, got the pizza oven in there yeah. and just started going full full force with it, man. And yeah. it's beer and pizza is just perfect. perfect. Oh. And then beer and good good beer and good pizza. Yeah. You can't beat it, man. Um, is that pizza sauce like a family thing or is that just something that you just cause that's it's so simple man that it's cr- yeah. it's crazy <laughs> like yeah. it's really good yeah yeah, well, it's, really, really yeah. Good. It, it's just like i said it's the simplest thing yeah. man it's it's just it's some really good canned tomatoes yeah some garlic and some herbs mm-hmm. and that i mean we buzz it up wow. and that's you know and my favorite one personally was the because uh, i remember we went in the summer to one of the events that was going on i think they were having a vintage event 
Um, but we showed up. Remember? Showed up. Well, I had the hot honey. You can't. Oh, yeah, the hot, yeah, the hot yeah, honey. Oh, the hot little honey. Yeah. Yeah. That Indusia? Yeah. yeah. That That's one, a good one. That one is it. And yeah. I just love the fact that, like, for example, I just brought it up. Like, in the summer, you got the just, like, you know, you fit, like, that just the overall feel. When you go into the Vale, you order your pizza, you get your beer, and then you're able to just sit outside or just talk with your friends. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just having that experience was, like, it was just different. I don't know what. I don't yeah. know how to put a word on it, but... It's yeah. fun, and that's you know, and I got to give all credit to like Vale for that. And yeah. there again, Matt is like he's got these visions of like each of his tap rooms that he does are all right. They're the same but very different, mm-hmm. and they all have like a great vibe. Like the one yeah. down here, obviously, we got the three levels going on. We just mm-hmm. converted the second floor into like a sports bar. Oh wow! Um, oh wow! I haven't yeah. been. Yeah, I haven't been in a couple. Yeah, of weeks. so we got yeah. some. Uh, we got four or five TVs up there. Wow. Um, just chill up there. We got the whatever NFL package, all that stuff, mm-hmm. so you can just come out, oh, lamp wow. out, eat some wings, yeah. um, burgers, whatever. Um, and we're trying, we're doing some more changes coming up this this spring, so it'll be fun with that. Um, but he's able to just curate these spaces and yeah. like has this design vision, like the bar mm. that we have um, in the one in Norfolk actually was inspired by uh, Daniel Arsham. Oh, um, wow. So yeah, yeah. if you look at it, like, you know, it's that full concrete, and then yeah. there's these, like, breakaways that are with copper. Yeah. Um, so initially it was supposed to be, like, these deep kind of, like, crevasses, mm-hmm. like, Arsham, like, it was right. broken on there, um, but just couldn't get that to work. So we decided to fill it in a little bit, but mm-hmm. just that kind of rough texture, like, all that, and all the spaces, wow. the new one they're doing is insane, man, mm-hmm. up in Richmond, so. Yes, yeah, so you ever think about maybe taking Lozar Codex up to, up to Richmond? Man, <laughs> listen. Um, I would love to. You yeah. know, I would love to do some more stuff. Um, right now, I'm kind of in a period where I'm going to kind of get these running, take mm-hmm. a little time, um, because it's gone from, you know, I opened up the pop up in, in Pendulum, and then like a year mm-hmm. and a half later, we opened up Codex in the Vale, mm-hmm. and then went through the pandemic, and then opened up Codex, mm-hmm. and then did the flip to Lil Za. And it's just like, I'm the type of person, I'm always looking for the next thing. But I'm trying to tell myself to like relax Chill a little out bit. For a second. You know, yeah. it's just getting to the point. I'm, you know, I'm not old, but I'm definitely getting to the age where I'm like, all right, it's time to slow down mm-hmm. a little bit. Like, think things through just a little bit more. Um, Do you have any children? I don't, man. I got two dogs. My wife and I, just two dogs. Yeah. Um, who knows? We've been we've been talking about kids forever. It just hasn't happened, hasn't yet, happened yet. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I would like to at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I could definitely see that happen. I think that would definitely be a. You can see him having kids. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, what? they're moving up the Richmond part. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, damn, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, no, yeah. I mean, I would, I would love to do something like that eventually. But that being said, I would also like to curate some more fun stuff in this area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think because that's the move everybody makes, man. Everybody comes from – it's this move either to, like, from Norfolk to Brooklyn and mm-hmm. then down to Richmond or vice versa. Yeah. And it's kind of like – I'd love to see more people stay local, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, um, even though I'm not originally from here, I've definitely made this my home. Yeah. Um, and, and I get it. You got to travel. You got to get out. You got to see some things. Um, and either whether they stay here or just come back here. I mean, I think that's important. Yeah. yeah. So you mentioned um, like traveling. Yeah. I'm assuming you travel a little bit overseas. A little bit. Yeah. Where's your favorite place that you went and took the most inspiration from uh, culinary wise? Um, I would say the one I took the most inspiration from um, in, in kind of a weird way was I went down to Costa Rica mm-hmm. um, and we were in like my Santa Teresa, which is on like the, the Gulf. Uh, uh, I think it's Nikoi. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had like it was a terrible trip, man. Like the start of it was awful. Oh. Um, just like the travel hotels mm-hmm. got screwed up. Um, wow. We were going to stay at this one like 
hostel hotel that got screwed up so we were like the first three days we're like bouncing trying to find mm-hmm. places and it's a small little uh like surf town yeah um and then we ended up finding this um kind of it was a hostel but it was like you know separate room you just shared a kitchen um and met a bunch of people that were traveling from all over the place and wow. we were all having coffee one morning we're like oh what are you guys doing today and one person was going i think to the market or whatnot we right. were going fishing um we were doing all this so like cool well let's all come back and cook dinner oh wow um and Did so they know it was that, like they know that you were a show? no 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 uh, no it was just like people getting together yeah. and like yeah let's you know let's kick mm-hmm. it let's uh sit down have a good talk like you're going to the market grab this grab this and mm-hmm. we all made different things you oh, know and fine. it was all super simple stuff but yeah, it was yeah. like it really stoked stroked my interest in um just the community aspect of things right. yeah. and it was like there again the experience mm-hmm. you know i don't honestly remember exactly what we ate but it was just that like food's a universal language mm-hmm. yeah. you know yeah if something tastes good it tastes good yeah well that but even just the company just talking with people Mm -hmm. and just kind of seeing where they're from and i you know ended up meeting one guy that was a chef who he jumped around all over the place he was from uh i want to say he was from british columbia um and happened to be down there but just really cool dude man Mm -hmm. so and just him talking about that that reminds me of like a scene from like fuck that's delicious or something like you know with action bronze yeah yeah, yeah. just that aspect of like going to meet different people with in whatever country you're at and just being like, hey, you get this, I'll get this, like, yeah, and, and we'll just, just make something, you know? And hang out yeah. and talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I haven't been able to mimic that one again, but that's kind of always Stuck always a thing. You. And then I've had San Francisco in the States was another one. I went out there to um, stage for a couple of weeks at a restaurant mm. and just solo. But one of my first nights I was there, um, I went to the restaurant Aster, um, which I'm not sure if they're still around or not, but they had, like, this big communal table down the middle, mm. and I was just solo dude in there, you know, trying to eat. Um ended up talking to the people next to us they gave me a bunch of great recommendations we ended up meeting up later that week mm-hmm. and like kicking yeah, it again yeah. so it was just there again man it's just fun yeah so Dope. so um back to codex what do you think because everything on the menu that i've had has just been dynamite what do you think is like the biggest sleeper dish that you guys do like what mm. do people not realize is as good as it is i would say I mean, we have such a small menu; it sells pretty good. But the one—I mean, I love the chicken liver tart that we have. See, I'm not—I'm not a liver guy. I got it. But that—that's wow. the whole reason we did it. Yeah. Um, is it's not like you're not going to get it, and it's not this super irony. Mm-hmm. Like there are some notes of that, but then it has this like a little bit sweet pistachio crust, and then it has the um the riesling jelly, which is just right. like a riesling jello wow. over top of it, wow. and then like pistachios and salt. It's so that's good, the man. one. It's one of those things, and that was the thing. It's like how do I get people to eat something that I enjoy? Right. You know, and kind of fool them a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and still just have fun with it. So. Yeah. yeah, I gotta try that. Yeah, yeah I've, I've, Man, that sounds I, good. Um, I said the past, like, year or so, I've, I've really been kind of trying to hone my taste buds. And organs are still something that I kind of am a little wary about. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's, like, definitely on my horizon to start eating, but that's the one thing that I'm not quite ready to dive into yeah i mean chicken livers are the easiest easiest start or if you're gonna go like beef hearts and stuff like that are pretty you really can't tell the difference they're they're (laughs) good man we made a bolognese we used to do at the old shop um this beef heart bolognese it was bomb killer man so good wow so So what got you into the um the thought process of wanting to start doing a, a brunch at codex um Shout out Cobros too. Great coffee. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah shout out to Cobros for sure. Yeah, yeah, those dudes are the homies. Um, yeah. You know, I was just thinking about it. Honestly, we're only open, you know, five nights a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so a business aspect of, like, I need to start propelling a little bit more money out of this place. Like, we're talking about doing lunch at some point. It's not really there. Maybe mm-hmm. open it up another day. Um, 
but if I want to do it, I want to have fun. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I was talking with Sean and Eric over at Cobros, and I was like, yeah, let's let's make something happen. They're twins, right? Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, every once in a while, one of, uh, Eric's got, Eric's like, little more uh, relaxed. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say relaxed, but Sean's got, you know, he's all covered in tattoos all right. over his head and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's how you can tell him. That's how I tell him. Yeah. I'm like, oh, let me see. Let me see inside yeah. your head. Um, but yeah, and just started talking mm-hmm. with them. They share a very similar, you know, kind of vibe to us mm-hmm. in the community driven mm-hmm. and just good people having fun. Um, so I was like, man, let's do it. Yeah. And wow. they were signed on right away. Um, we're, this is kind of our first one. We're talking about maybe making this somewhat of a regular thing. Um, oh, wow. I don't know yet. I can't guarantee that yet. We're going to see how this one goes and then uh, see where we go from there. But hopefully we can make it like a maybe a monthly thing or yeah. like a bi-monthly thing or yeah. something like that. That would definitely be dope because I know for sure it's going to go well. But like... I definitely think it would be a great aspect, especially heading into like the spring, like summer yeah. months. Mm-hmm. It's definitely gonna. Yeah, yeah, we can roll up that garage door yeah. and like. Yeah. And also, mm-hmm. like, brunch just, brunch just fucking sucks. Like as a concept. Really? Like I've never like went to brunch and been like, damn, I feel like this is this is the meal. Like I've, I went to brunch um, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say the name. I don't want to show the restaurant, but it just was so bad. The food got cold. Like. Wow coffee was cold it just sucks so like i'm really excited to see a restaurant that i love do brunch because i like looking at your menu like you've got like spaghetti pizza and like beignets and yeah, like all like... types of just like crazy crazy stuff that that isn't like normally on most brunches so i'm really excited i hope you guys do it more often yeah, yeah, I, yeah. you know I, I hope so too we'll, we'll see how it goes and like it's such a hard thing because like from the restaurant aspect, mm-hmm. you say brunch to any cook, anybody else, they're like, nah, dude, <laughs> not doing it. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those things of like, I understand why people do it, and I'm yeah, sure yeah. we're going to do great tomorrow. And I'm like, yeah. shit, we got to start doing, doing it more. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's, and that's the other thing. Like, make it fun. I don't want to mm-hmm. do, you know, eggs over easy, all this other stuff. Like, let's use the ingredients that we have so I'm not bringing in a bunch of other mm-hmm. stuff and let's just yeah, flip yeah. around a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think, you know, that'll be easy. Yeah, because this is actually um, – be my first brunch because I've never been there. You've never been to, you've never been to brunch. No, you never going to IHOP at like eleven o'clock on a Sunday. No, <laughs> you never been to IHOP at like two a.m. on a Friday. Oh, of course, yeah, that's of course. brunch. That's, that's brunch. brunch. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so like I'm really looking forward to it. Um, especially like how, of course, we've you know touched on it as so many parts in this interview, just the community aspect. So I'm really looking forward to see how that goes. Yeah, it should be it should be a lot of fun, man. I'm really excited for it. Perfect. So for. Everyone out there listening who is looking to kind of up their culinary game in the kitchen, what's some foundational advice you could give them? Yes. Read some books, man. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. What's your favorite culinary Um, book? One of my favorite books I've always kind of, I've turned to a lot of the Thomas Keller books. Um, mm. uh, just a lot of like classic French stuff that he's done. Mm. He's kind of guys that are my age and, and chefs that are my age. Like we learned a lot from him. Mm. Um, just the fundamental stuff. He's got one that's, that's really good. Um, it's called Ad Hoc at Home, mm. and that's that's one that's, uh, you know, it's made for home cooking, mm-hmm. um, but it'll show you a lot of the the, the fundamentals there um, I've really enjoyed. And then kind of the book that I've always referenced quite a bit um, is that really like Marcus Samuelson. He's got this book called Soul of a Chef, mm. um, which turned me on to a lot of, like, these West African flavors. Mm. Um, I just had African food recently for the yeah, first like time. Yeah, like the Ethiopia, wow. dude, it's crazy. Crazy. It's crazy. Crazy. I've um, never had it. Yeah, it's good. It and so yeah. he turned me on to a lot of those different things. So that that's what I've kind of gone towards. But, I mean, with YouTube and everything right now, there's so yeah. much, man. I wish I had that kind of 
um, ability when I was first coming up. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, of course, there was a little bit of that, but it wasn't it wasn't nearly what it is today. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's how I that's how I do everything. Yeah, yeah. No, you it's too. great, man. Yeah. If I gotta do like, I'll I'll still reference it sometimes. There's mm. actually a really good um, website called Chef Steps, mm. um, and it's like these guys are just anything you can think of, and right. they've worked it out from the scientific aspect all the way down, mm-hmm. and they've tried it 14 different ways. Right. Yeah, that's so, that's uh, another thing I'm I'm getting into is like the science behind cooking. Like, um, mm. what's that? The Maillard reaction. Maillard reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah that wow. is that yeah. is that the one where the it's the caramelization yeah. of yeah, like yeah. the the sugars and the fats on a on a piece of protein. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it just gives that like really rich caramelization rich, yeah. feel to it. And this is awesome. This is so sick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad to be sitting here because like if I talk about this with anybody else, I'm be like, bro, what the fuck are you? No, Maillard facts, reaction. What like, the fuck are you talking about? And even myself, like. I started just to like, get into like the whole idea of just that overall experience of really appreciating food. Mm-hmm. And I know during quarantine, I was nothing but watching food travel shows yeah, the whole yeah, time. Yeah. Like, and fuck, that's delicious. Like, yeah. was definitely one of those ones where I was just watching. I'm like, damn, I want to have that experience of just link up with good homies, go to a good restaurant, and just have an experience, yeah. you know? Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, you can do that and just like do it at the crib. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, that's how you're going to learn. Like, the meal might suck, but. Shit. Hey, yeah. just get clown, the, clown the yeah, shit out of them. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, get some yeah. good drinks and right. whatever. Yeah. Facts. And like, well, and before we get at, get you out of here, of course, um, I definitely want to ask. So, for me, especially when it comes to like Codex's social media page, I love how you guys like present. Yeah. Like your overall, just like whole concept, like the store and what new dishes you got coming out. Like, what goes into the process for that? So I teamed up with uh, Have a Good Day Studio. Um, Ethel De La Cruz, um, she's killing it, man. Um, she does a lot of people in the area, but Mm -hmm. we linked up, we became friends first and then, um, we're just talking about it. So they really like, I can't, I can take credit for the food and kind of some of the ideas, but they're the ones that are really killing it, Mm -hmm. doing the production behind it all. Um, and then shout out to Corey Jackson. He's the the main photographer with them, him and uh, Elaine, but like him and I just vibe really well when it comes to it. Like we don't really necessarily have a plan all the time, Mm -hmm. but it'll show up and we'll just be like, all right, let's do this whatever it is something yeah, stupid like yeah. I'm juggling beers you know yeah. last week or whatever <laughs> yeah, and just yeah. like having a good time with it um, but they've really done a, a great job at kind of taking what I had planned like kind of brand wise and being able to to execute that because that's not right. my you know forte right. you know I like I'm a visual person um, but I can't necessarily execute that mm-hmm. and they have the ability to do that yeah, yeah. Um, so it's been, it's been really fun and we have a good relationship so it just kind of it works well right. Oh, yeah. Cool. I guess my last question is, um, you know, me and Ken here, we're both single gentlemen and you you're married. <laughs> if you if you have a young if I, we were to have young lady come through to the crib, what do you what should we cook? What do you think is a good date night meal? What's the best thing you cook? Dude, uh, I make a mean roast chicken. There you go. Yeah. I mean, just something fun and simple, man. Yeah. You know, something that comes like. Uh, it depends on how serious you are, but like, right. <laughs> oh yeah, no, for sure, you know yeah, saying? for like, sure. If you're yeah. trying to wipe her up, like, something yeah. from the heart, man. Just be right. honest with it. Yeah. Um, that's the thing, man. Just like, put your emotion through your cooking. I mean, I think that's like, that's. It doesn't really matter. The food isn't what matters. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's it's just sharing the time and it's that conversation starter. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. Hearing food doesn't matter from chef. That's crazy. <laughs> the does, food doesn't matter. Wrong. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but it, like I said, man, it's it, it, it's it's another language. It's a right. way to just show. Like, doesn't matter if it's a homies coming over, or some chick, whatever. Um, it just shows that you're taking the time, man. Yeah. You know, and yeah. putting it out there. Mm-hmm. And I think for somebody that's not a professional chef and and things like that, like that says a lot. Right. Right. Yeah. You know. And for my last question, um, and it's a two-parter. So for you, for not only the restaurant. 
and but also yourself like what are some some goals you want to accomplish before the end of the year um so i've been thinking a lot about that for this year because we just moved into our second year um I really want to like, like I said, we're gonna try to get open a little bit more, um, do that, and mm-hmm. really make the you know the business hum a little bit more. I definitely want to get, um, you know, some more people in the seats, man, and yeah. and honestly, just just keep it going and build from there. Um, I want to start working on doing a little more um, production stuff, like trying to do a hot sauce. Um, mm. We got some like crackers from Menos and just kind of market that stuff out oh, a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and maybe like get into, we'll probably start selling some dry pasta things, mm. like maybe can some sauces, but just yeah. find a way to get a little bit of passive income out of it mm-hmm. um, to where we can just, you know, do big runs and have it there and just get our name out there some more, man. Like it's oh. uh, it's fun. We got little things we're doing right now. Like we make our all of our candles that are in the bathroom. Yeah, um, yeah like those are signature scents that we had made for us and stuff like mm. that. Um, oh. So just trying to brand man get it out there get ourselves known a little bit more and uh you know also just enjoy it still i think that's you know that's one of the biggest things yes because if you're gonna hate it in 10 years what's the point of doing it exactly man you know if yeah if you're gonna hate it in 10 years five years whatever i mean there's gonna be those days for sure but yeah um just power through it and you know build something that we're proud of yeah Yeah. so because i share i believe like me and eli we share that same principle of just like really just enjoying what we're doing right now and being able to have that experience where when we're interviewing guests in person whether on zoom just building something to where it's like we're really proud of it you know yeah absolutely definitely for sure well without yeah actually when can i um (laughs) when can i come hop on the line Let's do it, man. All right. Hey, I'm always looking for people. All right, say, say no more. <laughs> I'll come in. I'll, I'll stage. I just want to yeah. get a feel. Yeah, Don't yeah. do it, my dude. All right. Man. Well, on behalf of myself and also Eli, it was a pleasure having you on, yes. Ian. Um, you know, we wish you the best with all your endeavors, the restaurant, but also just personally. And, yo, man, it was a true pleasure. Yeah, it was a pleasure on my end, too, man. Yeah. I, I appreciate you guys reaching out and uh, definitely honored. Can't wait Thank to hear you. this thing. Yeah. And- yeah, yeah good man. times, man. And before you get out of here, where can the people follow yourself, the restaurant, and where is the restaurant located? So? Um, so Codex, we're at 429 Granby Street. Mm-hmm. Um, Big old orange door. Yep, look for the orange <laughs> door. There it is. Um, our Instagram is uh, at Codex underscore VA, and uh, my personal is at IHawk. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, give us a follow, man. And then Little Za at Little Za Pizzeria. Um and then we just launched actually with the Veil, the Veil Norfolk, its own page. Nice. Um, we got some fun stuff coming yeah. up there soon. We got another vintage market. Um, Next like week, we, right? Uh, yeah, on the yep. 11th. And then uh, we got like a book fair. We're going to do another bike swap. Like all types oh. of stuff's going to be going on there. So, right. yeah. yeah. Be on the lookout. Be on the lookout. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it from the man himself. This has been the Van Yotra Podcast, and we are signing up. Peace. Peace. Peace.